Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Wait a minute. Is that true? What? Where did that come from? I mean, I've said that when I was little. Wait, stop the music. Let's see. Where did this come from? We're here today talking about compassion. And we're going to talk about words that we tell ourselves. Welcome to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. This is Eartha. I feel like we're going to do a bit of a time travel. But before we begin our adventure, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio for giving me a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to you. And I'd like to thank my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, for making Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast available to you wherever you are at. Let's get started. Okay. In 1830, the Sticks and Stones adage first appeared by a book written by Alexander William Kingsley. Then it appeared in 1862 in the Christian Recorder, a publication of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. They considered it an old adage. Now look, look at the dates. It first appeared in London in 1830. It appeared, the earliest was in 1862. What was going on during the time here in America in 1860? Well, here's time travel. Slavery began around 1619. It ended in 1865. It's no wonder that the people during that time, the slaves, who had to keep silent, they had to have something to keep themselves from avoiding getting injured and harmed. So this adage, this idiom, was said it was like a means for survival. It was terrible times. We all know that part of our history. And yet, they wanted to remain calm. 
in later years, it was an idiom to defend against name-calling and verbal bullying. At the same time, it was meant to increase resiliency and to avoid physical retaliation. This is 2020. Remember I said that there's seven generations living at this time? We have to know that we have to let go of things that maybe this was adaptable for then, but it is not now. Now, I think in anybody's definition or anybody's history book, sticks and stones hurts and words are damaging. Verbal abuse. It can cause a lifetime of injury. Remember, we're talking about compassion. And we're going to talk about this because it may be a little vulnerable for us. It may be a little bit hurtful, but we're going to move slow. And I'm going to encourage you again. This is for us to learn. We're going to use our breathing. And at any time, you feel that you need to talk to someone. If you have things that's a little bit too full for you, seek and call for professional counseling or help. There is someone that's specially trained that can talk to you and help you move through this vulnerable time. What we're going to talk about are the tools to help build self-compassion within ourselves. Because when we want to show compassion to others, we've got to know what it feels like ourselves. And we have to be able to talk compassionately to ourselves. And a part of that is our self-talk. I wonder if you were aware that when someone is a verbal abuser, that they are subconsciously trying to protect themselves from self-hatred. It's not about you or a person who's being bullied. It's about that person is trying to protect themselves because they actually really don't feel positive about themselves. Too often, people, teenagers, are victims of verbal abuse, bullying, and this occurs in different professions. And many times, what happens is that the person that is being bullied or verbally abused results to silence, numbing their feelings against the pain. 
and that's why the sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me that's why that's not true because words are words but words have a very big strong impact the thing we must realize is that what is being said about us is not true you have to look at it from a multi-dimensional perspective that what they're saying is not representing the person who we are so we have to reject their viewpoint and that's the first step is realizing what they're saying is not representing you I think many of us have been put in a situation where someone has said something hurtful and it really takes a lot to step into yourself and realize they're not talking about me I mean they may be saying that about me but they're not talking about me and realize that that part that positive part of knowing who you are helps you to develop a self a, a positive self talk I remember I was working on a ward I'll share my one nursing story and um, I wasn't a very um, experienced uh, nurse on this ward but they put me in charge because you know the Navy there they are about teaching and growing leaders and it was it was I've been in for a while and it was my turn to grow it was okay it was good but um, I was in a situation where we were um, my team we had to ask one of the patients to follow a certain instruction and this patient was much larger than me um, higher ranking than me and when I caught myself requesting uh, this person to move to a certain part of the ward um, he in my face politely uh, caught me a yellow spined <laughs> whatever I mean he was pretty uh, creative with his words and I thought um, he's not talking about me <laughs> is he talking about me and and so I think when I had to step back and I had to take a different uh, perspective and help him understand that um, you know that we had to to help him and we were going to help him one way you know in guiding him uh, I had to realize that this person he, he was he that's the reason why he's in the hospital right so when we're faced with sometimes with someone who was saying something uh, that is not true you have to realize that's that's not me you know, you're, you're saying that but that's not me and so when you look and you say that person is has pain or that person has something going on with them and then the next step is you talk to someone you know you experience something like that is pretty it could be pretty traumatic it could take your breath away you know talk to someone someone who you trust a teacher a family member a spiritual uh, 
advisor, someone that's in your social circle that you trust. Because it's very important to talk about these things. Take a breath and let it go. Um, you heard maybe sometimes you can have a great day, you can do 10 things positive, but one thing negative pops up, and what do you talk about? The one thing that's negative. Let that negative go. Emphasize the positive. As parents, I think it's important to emphasize that when we're trying to help our children grow, that many times, sometimes how we're coming across can be a little bit harsh in the criticism. And so we have to really listen to ourselves and kind of focus in and separate the behavior that you're trying to guide your child in and help them realize that you're trying to help them in guiding them to a improved way or a second way of looking at a, at, at a certain situation and praise the child's personality. Separate the behavior from the personality. They may be a very warm-hearted person or children, but their behavior may be impulsive, rambunctious. And so, you know, we want to be careful and about about saying, you know, we don't want to say, every time I leave the room for two seconds, you trash everything. Now I have to spend 60 hours and clean up everything. That's an exaggeration. But sometimes it, where our frustration builds up so much, and there may be other things that's going on in our lives, and it just comes out, and it's too much. So we have to separate the behavior from the personality. And that way, not only are we, we building on a positive self-talk to our children, we're also helping ourselves find the positiveness in the situation. And sometimes... When we separate the behavior from the personality, sometimes we'll we'll find that you know the behavior wasn't as big as a deal that we thought it was, and and if it was, we need to take a break. We need to take the break. We need to take time out, take a breath, take a couple of breaths, walk away, take a breath, and then come back, because you don't want the message to get missed. You want to be compassionate to yourself. And that's what this is all about. Building compassion. And we're, we're just at the beginning of our talk and using transition awareness breathing. This is part all, all part of it. Being aware of ourselves. The 
The other thing that we want to work on, in addition to self-compassion, is appreciation. Appreciating yourself, your health, appreciating those around you, you your friends, your family, your your social but your social bubble, the people who you're close to, and then build on relaxation. You know, going out and smelling the roses, so to speak, really expressing yourselves in words to those who you care about and expressing the words how you feel to those who you care about and it's kind of rough at first if you're not used to it you know sometimes we get so busy and we're pulled four or five different ways and then you know we uh, have only a certain amount of time so we think that we're saying everything but sometimes we leave out chunks of information in my leadership classes that I used to teach when I was in the uh, military, one thing um, that I would always teach that maybe this might help you is if you're talking to your boss, how would you clean your thinking and your words up? Um, And so do we give our bosses more respect and more a, compa- a more of a compassionate um, demeanor than we do with our family. Uh, sometimes I think our fatigue from our work, our, the stress that's going on, it, it depletes us. And sometimes we give our family what's left over. Um, that That's just something we just have to work it's not right, wrong, or indifferent. It's just that something that we realize is that awareness. That's that awareness part of it, of the transition awareness breathing. And once you're aware of it, then you can make it better, improve. When we're trying to improve and we're aware of what's going on, we can even build in different rewards for our behavior. Uh, You know, a reward is something that we're going to do to improve our... I mean, that's the way our brains uh, interpret rewards. It, It interprets rewards as improving our our well-being or it encourages us to try to repeat whatever we're doing for a positive experience. That's how our, you know, our brain is interpreting this, or interpreting this reward system. And you can even find it with when you do uh, reward systems with your children. You know, once you start rewarding them for a behavior, they will repeat the behavior in reference to Pathways to Success, a comprehensive guide to Thriving with ADHD by Rabbi Leonard. Look, he says, you know, you want to reward with the carrot and not the stick. Um, so let's work on that this week. Let's work on reflecting and knowing what we're saying, building on positive words, separating the behavior from personality 
and realize that yes words do hurt but we we have something that we can do about it we can realize that when someone says something negative or hurtful that that's not us they're not talking about us and maybe if they are trying to say something that is true you always have the option of maybe it's not you're not ready for it maybe they're not ready for it because of the situation and so sometimes it's best to talk to someone like I said a, a friend a parent someone who you're close to put some distance and some breathing uh, time to relax and time to to get your 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 thinking back that those are very important next week I look forward to talking to you a little bit more about how to build more rewards in our compassion toolbox and then we can share compassion to people outside of our social bubble as we end our time travel so to speak I wanted to share with you some of the resources that I used training your brain to adopt healthful habits mastering the five brain challenges third edition 2019 by doctors Trafton Dr. Gordon and Dr. Marisa as well as the definitions regarding the sticks and stones idiom came from the Google source of on uh, Wikipedia you can search that and also as I mentioned uh, Rabbi Leonard's pathways to success a comprehensive guide to thriving with ADHD I like to share those resources with you so that you know you can check out these resources for more detailed information thank you for joining me have a great week be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's available now at Amazon.com.